Watch nerds and welcome back. This is your host Nico. I'm joined by my co-host Yuho, all the way from Olu, and today we talk G-Shock. We'll not go through the entire history and humble beginning of the brand. There is way too many videos doing just that and doing it well better than us probably will. But we will talk about our experience and we will share our humble opinion regarding that experience. First, we start with wrist and drink check. What is on your wrist, Yuho? Okay, so today I'm wearing the brand new GMP 2100, the full metal kind of the Casio 2001 series, and it's the black one. Really like this uh, stealth looking piece and quite interesting. This has really changed the way I think about G-Socks. Drink, I have the Novelle sparkling water uh, citron taste. I am wearing a Mudmaster. It's a powerhouse of functionality durable massive chunk of goodness on my wrist it's huge but um, i have grown to like it and i'm drinking love's buddy lila from sweden i'm doing the swedish coffee thing today okay nice you have more experience with uh, casios and g-shocks than me in general uh tell me where did it all started do you remember your first casio uh, to be honest, I don't really remember the first one, but I remember having some Casio these digital watches in the in the early age, and uh, somehow when I got back to the wristwatches, like uh, after thirty years or so, I really liked those those retro style eighties nineties kind of kind of looking things. So. My first Casio was, now as a watch enthusiast, was A158, the small metal-looking square retro watch, and uh, I have worn that a lot. I think uh, kind of my passion for, for these watches starts that I got from my father this, uh, his old watch. It was actually the Ricoh Digi, Anadigi, Anadigi watch square metal one from the 70s or 80s and uh, it has really the same aesthetics and uh, kind of the retro vibe so i i'm kind of the 80s 90s kids but later on uh, i got in- introduced with the g-socks and definitely with the digital square ones dw 5600 series and so on so that's kind of the reference as a g-sock what i want it's light stuff you can just pick it up and go you don't need to worry about it that's pretty much how i got into it and uh, of course now later on i have been able to experience more i have never been really on the higher end models i have seen them uh, tried them out but i have never really owned those so i don't know much about those i'm more into let's say the low end of the g-sox the beater ones that's the that's the name of the game for me <laughs> it starts there usually yeah yeah how about you? Well, as a kid, I had only one, to, to my recollection, only one uh, Casio, and that was the RPS100W. I just had it for a few weeks on my wrist. I didn't really care so much for it. Uh, 
flex with it around in the school, so everybody see I have a watch. I played with the stop and 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 start and stop uh, uh, timer, and then I played with the light. But it was at time I didn't care so much about watches, and it was so many years ago. I can't even tell you how old I was. I really don't remember. Was it fifth, sixth grade, maybe? But the first Casio I actually cared for was way later. I was already into watches, so there was a very big gap between my first Casio experience and my interest uh, in in watches in general. What models have you owned, and uh, what models do you like for that matter? Yeah, so from Casio side, I have these like a A one fifty eight F nine. The one W. Then I have the A100, which is kind of the reissue of the uh, Alien Ripley, Ripley watch. And uh, then I have a. I'm really bad with the numbers. They have so many <laughs> codes, but MRW200 maybe. It's like a Chisok, but from the Casio line, like a 40, 50 euro. Very tough looking and still 100 meter water resistant and so on. Really nice small watch. And uh, then I think I go more to the actually Chisok side. So uh, at, the, at the moment I have a home at DW 5600, the basic square, uh, the GM5 5600, so the metal square with the resin band. I need to actually look what I have. Then I have loaner ones here. I have the Gravity Master, something, something. And uh, then then I have the... This was actually my first, what I b- bought myself as a analog uh, with, with the hands. This is the Casio GA2110, actually. It's a layered bezel model. Yeah. But, but then I have also from the G-Sock as a, as a loan these uh, new Bluetooth ones, the... GAB2100 and the whole new full metal series. So I have plenty yeah. of Jesus on the table at the moment to try out, but not all are mine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some videos. same here. Actually, I have only one, and there is only one that I want to have. I have experimented with the Gravity Master, the one that you have actually uh, there as well. It's not legible, otherwise a really beautiful watch. And very light, very comfortable, actually way more comfortable than the Mudmaster, yep. but it's just not legible. Uh, I have try, tried few squares. Uh, I've tried the old and the new Casio Oak. I've tried the Mudmaster, which I actually will talk about in a moment as well. Uh, incredible watch. And that's pretty much it, not too many. Uh, the watch I want to try and the 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 only one I want to to own, it's the Titanium GMW 5000 TVA. That is that is something. Because I do like the, I look the square the the square metals. They're really really comfortable, and because now they have this big belly underneath, they're very comfortable. Yeah. But they're way too top heavy. They're just top heavy. Same with the Casio Oak Metal. They're just not balanced on your wrist. So what happens is they're not bruising yeah. my wrist because I have a big wrist or big, big-ish. 
seven in a quarter inch, but it is very heavy. So if this is yeah, titanium, yeah. I am in. And that's actually a one thing. It kind of uh, <clears throat> when you go with the like these basic resin ones and then to the metal G-Socks, they are very different kind of feeling in the hand. So so it really changed the way one might might like or like not the watches. So somebody might like the heavy one and not the other ones. They, they feel too plasticky or other other way around. So it's really kind of like a, you need to try out and see what you like. Um, I found one more thing. I'm really negative about it. There is just such a big difference in the finishing of the the case shell and the bracelet. The bracelet is much more matte. Have you noticed that as well? There is a difference. That is true. Yeah. It's just I cannot handle it. That's why I have my square G-Shock on a adapters and I'm not going to mention the adapter company because it's garbage. Uh yep. And I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble we already have have our instagram uh, taken down for for being too honest but uh the i have it on a fantastic strap that i have paid for my money so it's not a it's not a commercial uh, caro from salkari uh, vasa okay that strap has been washed probably 30 times in both seawater and and showers and swimming pools and uh in sauna and all that, oh, and yeah, yeah, I can yeah. tell you, it has not. It has fared fantastically. Look the colors after thirty washes, and this is in hot, cold. It's just I'm very impressed with this trap. I, I try to put it in as many, many watches I can, and funny enough, it just looks perfect on this combination. It's just absolutely spot on. Yeah, the colors match is really nicely. So and it's yeah, exactly. a sharp looking strap, so it's not like a worn out. It's a clean new one. And c compared to Erika's Originals, which I also like in a different way, uh, Erika's Originals are very harsh, very stiff, and, and, and uh, if you have a sensitive uh, skin, they're not for you. They're very rough, and it frays. I mean, strangely enough, this, this color has frayed way less, or, or basically zero, compared to my Erika's Originals, which are only six months old. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's because it stretches more. I have the, this theory because the le the less it stretches, probably the more it frays. This is just in my head. There's some amount of elasticity or something in the in the yeah. material. Yeah. Actually, speaking of come, the yeah, sorry, I, I need to come back a little bit uh, about what is what is I have owned. We forgot one total line from the Casio, which is the Pro Trek. So I have had one. Again, can't remember the models VSD F30 maybe or something. Uh, really like a G-Shock look, but but for the nature or for the kind of field watch look to get a. But it was too smart for me. It was a Android uh, smartwatch thing. So at the end, I didn't want to always. <laughs> charge my watts every day and so on so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I prefer a little bit more dumber watches that just keep on going <laughs> same here same here we'll come to 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 the smartwatch comparing in a moment because that's actually quite important uh comparison to the smartwatches there is an element there i really do think we have to discuss 
yeah, the comparison yeah. between this one and smartwatches because uh, especially now with the new release of the Apple Watch, people really compare uh, the new Apple Watch to the Garmin's and the Suntus and the Polar's, but even with the G-Shocks of, yeah, of that yeah. range. But um, how about uh, talking about the? I, I mentioned the lugs that I bought these garbage lugs from from Amazon or eBay. I don't even remember anymore. How, how do you feel about the modern culture? Uh, to be honest, I don't mod my G-Shocks very much. I'm kind of maybe, as you mentioned, I have also adapters, so I've been wearing the NATO with the rubber and well quite plenty with the original straps also but for the watches I haven't done so much modding I was quite in, intrigued when the GA2100 Casioke came out for this metal bracelet mods but then again something didn't just work out for me all the mods were usually they were very like uh, Royal Oak, uh, Adonis Piguet looking. So I really... There was not much originality. Yeah, I, I prefer this one that Casio didn't go to the way to just bring the homage of that one. They they bring their own looking uh, steel ones. So that's something I like. I'm in between. I do like this more, but I do like the flexibility of of uh, being able to put a rubber strap on some of the mods online because some of yeah. the mods just allow you to put normal rubber strap and that's my beef with Casio for many years put a bloody normal lug so we can put our straps I mean I have inv- invested no less than three four hundred euros in straps and good quality straps that will last me years ahead I'm not going to get rid of those straps I want to put them on my nice watches and when I buy 700 euro Casio uh, square it was about that that price when it came out. I want to put my straps on it. I don't want to be limited by your choice and your design. Yeah, doesn't matter how great it is. Uh, not to mention that I don't really trust the bracelet very much. It has uh, one of the what's the word spring bars broke uh, probably because I'm not very careful. Yeah, and also the strap on the Gravity Master. I'm sorry, but that strap is not great. And plastic, plastic buckle on a yeah, G-Shock. Yeah. Whose idea was that? <laughs> on a Gravity Master. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing I can think of is that it's a huge beast that if you get caught hanging on it, it's like a fail-safe place to broke, but but really, metal is better. <laughs> but when it comes to adapters and lugs, I think my safe choice and my actually recommendation to, recommendation to the listeners will be Vario adapters yeah, yeah. They have, they because have their, their quality uh, Ivan is very trustworthy he has been in the watch community for a long time his name is on the line now he's he, he's here to stay and he he tries to de- to do his very best to deliver good quality I trust him uh, we're not paid to say anything of that uh, uh, so when I'm saying anything right now it will be useful for, for Ivan but I have got products from him in the past and I, I haven't I don't have any complaints I'd be yeah, very pleased yeah. with the results. Um, let's talk connectivity and uh, features like Bluetooth, multiband, and all that. How do you feel about the apps and the Bluetooth? Mixed feelings? Uh, well, actually, yeah. Uh, 
this summer has been the first time I have actually have Bluetooth watches from the G-Shock. And uh, I like it, but there's plenty of things I don't like. So, so <laughs> just starting from the beginning, that why do you have like a 10 different apps for the watches? And then you have a brand new G-Socks that don't work with the G-Shock app, but they use Casio Watches app. So yeah, it's so confusing <laughs> to get started. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, mostly the Casio Watches app, it was working quite okay. Uh, I mostly just used it to set up time when I install it. And then, of course, there's the auto-sync stuff. But some small things were still kind of... I didn't like... For example, in Android, you get always the notification in your top bar. You need to... Exactly. Yeah, you just took it. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? This is it's not intuitive at all. Yeah, I I kind of have a feeling that it resemblance of the times when the Nokia was doing the software store thing <laughs> and app that yeah. there is a plenty of feature. They are working technically fine, but it's not like Apple does uh, user friendly one point one click solution. So. That's yeah. something to improve, definitely. But not even Apple. I mean, if you take Huawei, because I've been testing the Fit 2 uh, band from Huawei, a friend of mine bought it, and he, he sent it to me. I said, just just talk about it on the podcast. Like, it's, it's, it's a smartwatch. I don't want to. But then I realized this is... it. I probably will talk about it in a, in a future episode when I talk about smartwatches more. But it's phenomenal. Watch for 120 bucks. Yeah. But what I realized, the app does half of the experience i mean it doesn't have the best heart rate monitor but it has way better than most of my garments in the past the sleep tracking is amazing but i didn't like the smartwatch experience by itself but when you plug it to your watch with the bluetooth the notification system the uh, the the way you get the messages the way you get your emails and even the music is yeah. just amazing and I'm not the guy that will put his music through the through the through the watch and put the wireless headphones. Actually, you know that I don't use wireless headphones at all. But it was just eye-opening that, and at the same time, all summer I've been <laughs> fighting with with G-Shock app and and Casio apps. And how many are they? Six, seven? It's just mind-blowing. There, there is many. There is a basically at least three for different G-Shocks, and then you have like uh, Edifice, Oceanus. Casio, all the all different uh, Casio lines. So there's many. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why? Just check the, the the Garmin. It automatically finds what watch you have and it just starts syncing and updating and all that. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, I kind of have seen the same same issue many times also because I'm working in the software industry that kind of the companies coming from the hardware background. They they are very yeah, good yeah. making hardware, but it takes time to kind of de develop the mindset to really create a user experience on the software side. So I'm hoping it will get better. And it's not like, I didn't find it terrible. Uh, the app itself, it was working. I was able to configure everything I wanted and technically yeah. no problems. But the kind of the final touch, the feeling that this is, just fluent that was it, still it's missing. not very fluent i have to <laughs> yeah, be honest it's yeah. not very fluent you have to search for stuff but the connectivity with the bluetooth is solid yeah, yeah i don't have true. a i don't have a drops drops of signal or anything like that when it's connected it's connected and uh the range is very long 
considering I'm using quite a, let's say, mid-range to, to cheap phone, and even the the much more expensive Bitium phone that I have, there the blu- the Bluetooth connectivity is absolutely solid. It's yes, really, that, that, that's definitely like a. It's a good place for improvement because because you have a solid hardware and connectivity apps you can always update and get better so so I, i'm hoping to see much improvement in the future but uh, actually one thing i noticed uh, i don't know is it like uh, is it the decision of choice but with this casio model they have dropped the radio controller so you don't sync, sync the time with the radio waves anymore what you can do with the metal square ones so yeah. I don't know, is it going to the Bluetooth more or is it just this model and you will have a different model with the radio controller in the future? So is it just a whole line? I don't know, I don't know. And uh, I don't know either. To me it doesn't really matter because I haven't used much the radio controller things and uh, it is sometimes reception can be different. Of, of course the... You have many companies making watches using that, but uh, depending on your location, it can be difficult also to sync the time from that. So, Yeah. Then we have to talk about the smartwatch versus sportwatch versus, versus G-Shock, uh, just very briefly because um, there is one element I kind of think we have to yeah. put on a table, and that's disposability. Because we just got the Apple Watch 1000 and nine euros for a watch that yeah. hopefully will last four years if you don't break it, then I don't know how recyclable that is. I mean, if you ask uh, uh, Apple, everything is recyclable. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, I have my doubts. Then we have this one versus Sunto and Garmin and all those that actually have proven to last up to nine years. I mean, uh, my first uh, Phoenix 2, I think it's seven, eight years old. It's really, and it's still working, still count steps and all that. It's been compared to G-Shocks now that they also count steps. They also do notifications and all the smart stuff that we the basic stuff that not all of them but the basic stuff even 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 whether whether they can show you whether and that i mean i like that the disposability is getting less and less when you go up in the price with the g-shock i mean the metal g-shock you, you could in my yeah. opinion this will last for no less than 10 to 15 years if you take care of it I mean, and of course, it's a G-Shock. You're not supposed to take care of it, but uh, yeah, and just you should. Give some light to it <laughs> from time to time. So, <laughs> Yeah, give it some light, keep it clean so the, the buttons don't break. And uh, I can see this way less bad for nature compared to any Apple true. Watch, That's really. True. Or gar- cheap, cheaper Garmin, cheaper Suntu, cheaper cheaper polar because those cheaper ones they're first made with cheaper materials cheaper chipsets so they will not have the longevity with updates and 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 they will not keep up with the internet and yeah, yeah. the lifestyle we have then they will not keep up with our needs and demands as human beings because we never have enough we always have to have, to have yeah. more and more and more so those are definitely a disposable waste 
garbage, like like Omega Swatch. I, th- I think at least for myself, I kind of and in somewhere between in in a way that for example I had the project which was uh, Google Wear OS, and I didn't like that I need to kind of charge it every second day or so. So so you need to really keep it up. And also I'm pretty sure that like uh, after five years it's out of capabilities to update itself and anything. So it will die up like Apple Watch or anything <laughs> with with time. So. I kind of think, for example, what CSOC is now going towards, you have like the tough solar solar powered models that still have the capabilities, for example, some heartbeat rating uh, things, things uh, step counters and so on. So you are you are something in between. You are not like a fully fledged smartwatch, but you have the basic capabilities and you can just keep on going. I think that's kind of the sweet spot I, I want to go. And we're not even including the kit smartwatches that come already uh, with outdated software and yeah, hardware. Yeah. Uh, my, my relatives, my relatives have a, a small girl, and they called me and said, "Yeah, you do you have the podcast? You know about watches? We are trying to buy a smartwatch for our kid, and what should we buy?" And I start googling a little bit so I can give them possibly decent advice. And and when I saw that they all come with the Android six seven, yeah, yeah, compared to twelve, that it's the current one. And their security patches are from 2019. It was really like, oh my goodness, they're they're terrible hardware, terrible terrible software. They won't last more than yeah, a year. Yeah. And there is tons of them. You won't believe how many brands make kids watches. You won't believe this. It's just mind blowing. Yeah, they are. <coughs> the user experience is not, uh, let's say, the best. So they they are big and clumsy and uh, usually quite slow because prices need to be put down and yeah and kids are kids they're like sponges they, they they suck this experience and they believe this is how it should be oh every year new watch this is how it should be yeah that is true but uh, i think we both agree that the higher end or the more more premium uh casios for lack of better expression are the safer and more sustainable choice and the more longevity and durability they present so they will eventually stay longer in our possession yeah so they're yeah. better for the nature and i have been actually very surprised like uh i don't know i, I think many watch enthusiasts have the same experience so kind of like the girl of something i don't know you start interesting in watches i need to have everything mechanical i i need to have mechanical watches and uh, it needs to be automatic. It, it's nothing if it's not automatic. I was very into yep. automatic watches first. I'm still in. I'm, I mostly just buy automatic watches. But then on daily basis, the amount of like quartz, Casios and Jesus I use, it's it's quite plenty. I need to go somewhere. I need to pick up watch. I don't want to, I, I don't want to put the time. So I just take yeah. the, this one and go. <laughs> I think the pandemic is to blame as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It has changed the way there we There is a little bit watches. of that element. I think so too, yeah. Now, we have to talk about the G project, I call it, because um, we, smitten by your example, uh, yeah. abusing Cassius on your channel, <laughs> I decide to, to follow 
suit and upon re- request uh, G-Shock Finland uh, lend me not one but four watches and they even encouraged me to give them some tough love. Yeah. I did more than that. So I worn G-Shocks for 15 days straight, actually 18 days to be exact. Uh four of them and uh I went through four four brutal activities if I could put it that way. And I have to say, I included also Timo, uh, our editor, and uh, I have you testing the the Gravity Master as well. I didn't abuse so much the Gravity Master, but I beat the crap out of the Square G-Shock and the Mud Master, yeah. as well as I have for three days. One of my friends has the the Frog Man, and that is very uncomfortable watch, but very very capable watch. And what we did with it is um, I played tennis. We did hiking with uh, with uh, family and friends, swimming, uh, farm working. I live on a farm. There is always work to be done and it's never clean. So I did tractor driving, farmer farmer chores and all that. Garden work. We cut, we cut uh, trees this summer around the, our house because they were too old and, and uh, they were threatening to fall on the on the on the house, so we did that. So I had a chainsaw and, and, and a mudmaster. I felt like a man. <laughs> the point in general was to experience, observe, and basically test the usability, durability, and also the practicality of yeah, these yeah. watches. Because as big as they are, they're not always very practical because they don't always fit under, under the clothes. And even if they fit under the clothes, uh, work clothes are usually loose, but even loose workloads this mud master was bruising yeah. my wrist like for real i had blue mark on the on my wrist from the g-shock because i probably had it too tight i don't know yeah and also i wanted to test if the bluetooth is useful feature or a gimmick and when it works it's solid i mean i get all the notifications especially with my bitium phone it didn't drop any any signal the range was really good. I was actually really surprised with the range. Uh, way better range than than with my other phone. So I'm absolutely amazed by the functionality of the Mudmaster. It has the solar, it has the uh, 10 to 40 degrees yeah. uh, temperature resistant. Uh, it has great illumination. The lum is okay, but the, the light is just phenomenal. Yeah. And Altimeter, barometer, dual compass, uh, temperature, multiband, uh, 29 zones, man. The cord guard structure. I'm reading, ladies and gentlemen, so <laughs> just so you know. Countdown timer, hourly time signal, battery indicator, power saving, auto calendar to 2099, 50 seconds a month accuracy, six months on full charge. It's just powerhouse. The only thing that is missing from this watch and that is missing from my favorite G-Shock that I basically really do want to wear, the GMW B5000 TVA, the titanium, is heart rate monitor and sleep tracking. You put those two in in, in these watches, I think people will buy less smartwatches. Um, is there a perfect G-Shock for you? And if not, what the perfect watch would look like. 
I'm so dull. <laughs> I, I, I think the... Where is it? I don't have it. I still love the 5600. <laughs> the cheapest. You can't be serious. It's perfect <laughs> yeah. for you. That's like the what I wear the most. It's, okay. It's very basic one. And of course, like in general with the Jesus, I really like the thing is like options. Not the what not just having one watch, but the amount of colors and things. And I this is kind of like the this is the perfect fashion watch in a sense that this is actually a good watch, but they come in every color and there's something for someone. So I like that, that there's the, in the lineup there's options, but there's not really like a one single watch over anything. Of course, with the having all the lines of colors and options, I think it also goes to this fashion thing that not all the watches are like, for example, the most eligible. So not yeah. a, there is like you mentioned about the Gravity Master that you cannot read the dial so easily. So yeah. there is a color options that are not like the best reading, but if if it's not like the key thing to you to have the most legible watts, then they are really cool looking. So you have the it, options. That one is there. very good looking, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks much better than the, than the Mudmaster. Yeah, yeah. And it's more comfortable, it's lighter. The, the crystal is almost as thick, so it's a very, very capable watch, very durable. Yeah. But you can't see anything. Yeah, and for example, uh, when we go to this Casio, uh, this is my own, the 2110, which is the layered Peso one. I like this as a daily beater. It's easy to read, it's clean, it's simple dial and so on. But then again, the new full metal ones, they are not so easy, no, not so legible. But they are really flashy and blingy and kind of like a statement. So, and in my opinion, more comfortable. Uh, the 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 shape of the the back case. It's much more comfortable, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smoother. There is less sharp edges, and and uh, again, unfortunately, it's very top heavy. Yeah. To me, it wears comfortably. It it's okay. It's not a. Uh, bad fit but it's definitely a different fit that's like the normal Jesus because I have used that Jesus are light robust and kind of soft <laughs> as make from the yeah resin. yeah yeah hard but soft but uh, these are more like a, this feels more like a some huge Seiko diver or something like that on yeah the wrist. so definitely not one Jesus for me but uh for different purposes, different type of watches. So I really love the full metals, but they are not the beaters. And then the beater ones are not like uh, for going out on the night. So <laughs> Yeah. For me, I could not get a perfect fit with the square uh, per se. So I have to put actually a different clasp from a different watch to get the perfect fit. Yeah. And then it worked. But in the end, I just bought this garbage uh, lugs. And uh, I put the caro strap, and this is just a dream. It it wears just fantastic. And if yeah. if this was uh, titanium, I would be even more happy. Which leads me to to what my dream watch would be. Uh, basically, I kind of already said what it is. It's the GMW B five thousand TVA with uh, sleep tracking and uh, heart rate monitor. That 
there will be a slim chance that after that, I won't be buying a watch for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and confession, I have to make a confession. Before I tried the, the Metal G-Shock, I couldn't care less for G-Shocks. They were not comfortable. They didn't look good on my wrist. Uh, and I don't know why. Yeah. I tried several uh, from friends and I was like, yeah, okay, let, let, me, let me just check. Let's see if maybe, maybe I will like it. I never connect. I have to make confession. Today, I am more or less Square fan. Not G-Shock per se, not, not Casio per se, but I'm a Square fan for sure. And Mudmaster. And it's actually, and it's actually in a way that I, I think G-Shock is a kind of brand you need to kind of learn into. Go and try out. See how it feels. Because I had kind of the same experience starting starting with watches that I was looking G-Socks on the website that they were kind of too flashy and too big at least by the specs but uh, then when I actually got some they started okay this works nicely it's not bad and uh, I think I have been also my, my taste has been all, all, all the time going to the bit more showing and flashy, flashier look so uh, it's kind of like a evolution. Now I don't. I can go and buy a yellow watch without problems. Yeah. Some some time ago I wouldn't do that. To to me that's kind of the the Pandora box because um, the the more I learn the more I experience G shocks the more I frustrated becomes with the with the ergonomics and comfort. Because yeah. there is something that is missing in my, in my in my opinion. I know I know that the G-Shock uh, community will will, will uh, crucify me on this, but there is no consistency when it comes to comfort and and uh, even with the same models, you can get the same exact model uh, in three different uh, variation price wise. You get two different straps. Square, for example, comes yeah. in three different variations of, of rubber or whatever the rubber recipe is. Depending on the market, depending on on the, the the price and all that, this frustrates me. I mean, you either give us a good yeah. good strap or you don't. Or if, if you keep the cheap cheap models with cheap cheap straps, but sometimes I mean, on a Gravity Master, that's not a cheap watch. That strap it ain't good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. comfortable, but it ain't gonna last long. It's very thin. It's flimsy, plastic buckle and all that. I mean, on the on the squares. Put a nice rubber strap, you will sell more. Yeah, definitely. Also, like uh, if you get the normal lux, twenty millimeter, twenty-two millimeter. Because yes, please. Even I, I'm using like the adapters, and uh, I can get comfortable with with those. They are still kind of changing the look, how it feels. So, with 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 the normal lux, you could just just put it on and be happy with it. All right. Any final words? Yeah, so I'm actually at the moment I'm reviewing these uh, full metal G-Shocks. I already did unboxing, and actually during this week I will be put out also a double review of the this uh, resin version of the Casiocs, the battery one against the Tough Solar. So which one I like more? So there is a couple of G-Shock videos definitely coming up on the Rantessa YouTube. If you want, check it out. And uh, yeah, I have been very cheese heavy <laughs> on the last month. So, 
but it, it, it has been fun. Oh yeah, G-Shocks are fun and that's a fact. I'll finish with this. For many years, I looked at Casio's, G-Shocks and all the other plastic watches as basically not good enough. I don't know why. I tried few, I own few, but none of them really spoke to me to stay around. As the time passed, I matured in the hobby, and as many others, influenced by the watch community, of course, I decided in my head that I can't be bothered to bond with digital watch. Until I did in 2015 or so. But after discovering, researching, understanding, and actually falling in love with uh, quartz movements in general, movements like 7C4346, the Lunar Pilot, the EcoDrive, the Conquest, uh, the Omega Quartz, then we have the F9 by Grand Seiko, then the Super Quartz by Breitling, which is actually a phenomenal movement, not enough credit, if you ask me. Anyway, I can talk quartz watches all day, but again, after discovering all this, researching them and understanding them, I looked even more down on plastic watches because now they were, again, not good enough, inferior watches for different reasons. And don't get me wrong, I love rugged watches. They're my favorite. Well, honestly, I think I, I was just being ignorant, not educated enough, blinded by my own taste, and of course the trends that were currently uh, covering YouTube and social media. And I was young and naive and stupid, and now I'm hopefully none of that. Now fast forward to 2021, when I met Yuhu for a podcast planning and coffee and checking our collections. Um, he introduced to me the G-Shock Square, and my first reaction was, what? Square and metal? It just spoke to me on the spot, I was really, there was this aha moment. And now, today after testing, I too feel like I am a G-Shock fan, or a Square fan to say the least. And I do like the premium G-Shocks, for lack of a better word. What makes them so attractive to me is that they are not disposable waste. There is longevity, there is long-term reliability, and therefore even heritage element to owning and collecting them. They do last long and farewell to the elements in long period of time. And yes, I did abuse the G-Shocks that G-Shock Finland lent to us and I'm mighty impressed with all of them except the Gravity Master that came with rather flimsy strap and the buckle broke but for the rest they're unbelievably tough I want to thank G-Shock Finland for allowing us to test these watches uh, trusting us with, with those watches and I'm very sorry for the condition the, those watches are going back to them. But um, if you guys want uh, to buy a watch, uh, we're not paid to say this, uh, but go and check their uh, website. Uh, you'll find something to, to for everybody. Uh, there are other places you can find G-Shocks like a Salkari, like Kuta Center, 
plenty of places to 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 buy G-Shocks in Finland. You won't be wrong to to choose any of those. That's for today. Until next time, remember what's beyond horology is time and people. Respect them both. Goodbye. Bye.